are listening to Book Nuts. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Book Nuts, your episode where we talk about, you guessed it, books. Yeah, now we do listen to audiobooks and not books because if you want to know why, go back to episode one and explains that. Don't want to bore you again. But uh, today we're doing one of my favorite books, so I'm actually excited and I got to meet the author. So it's pretty dang cool. Now I'm going to kick right in with my co-host. And some people say he's the hostest with the mostest, but I just call him a friend. So, Mr. Jonathan Nadu. Ah, thanks, Tracy. Thanks for having me on yet again. Well, you're the co-host. No, I'm not having you on. This is like a co-thing. If uh, if there's a sinking ship, brother, we're both going down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to tell Jonathan about uh, we are starting to record and I couldn't hear him. And uh, he said, well, I had to uh, plug, uh, you know, I didn't have something plugged in. And I says, well, I'll give you an excuse since you're blind. But I'm going to say this to you, Jonathan, if, if it's any consolation, when you plug a USB drive into a computer, although you have a 50-50 shot which way to turn it, all of us that can see still get it wrong 75% of the time anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe yeah. it. <laughs> so, actually, you probably get it done more because some of your USB drives have probably writing on one side that you can feel and, you, and you'll kind of know. Where So, you probably get it right more than us. Yeah, it's possible. Once I figure out, like, you know, like, especially like a USB drive or something, they, you know, usually have like a little slider, you know, that slides the USB out. So then I'll know, like, okay, when I want to plug this drive and the slider part's going to be on this side. So after once or twice, uh, I'll get it 100% of the time. Yeah. So shut up then, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, uh, hey, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Um, I came in about a half hour before we started recording. I wanted to get some lunch. So I'm outside working on my chicken tractor. Came in and we bought some of those, you know, those little pizzas that are like three, four inches. Those little individual pizzas you yeah. get frozen. Yeah. So I, so I, we bought a pack at Sam's or Costco, one of the two. I don't know. Well, got it and starting to heat up the toaster oven. Look at the temperature and put it in the little stone in the toaster oven. I said, I looked at the little pack. So how long do I cook it? And it told me, cook for 4 to 23 minutes. What? 4 to 23 minutes. That, that's a, that's a nice yeah, stretch. Exactly. You're talking like a uh, little indecisive here, you know. <laughs> so I uh, put it on for 8. Nope. 9. Nope. 10. Nope. 11. Just right. So now I know 11, but I'm not going to remember that. And so, unless I come back and listen to this episode, <laughs> I'm not going to know that again. Yeah, I guess the, uh, the the range they give you, it's like, well, do you want it still frozen, uh, you know, cooked, uh, burnt, and crispy, I guess. Exactly. I'm just thinking, boy, talk about being uh, indecisive instructions. Just, <laughs> you know, uh, to throw a temp, yeah, yeah, 400, that's good. What time? We don't know. 4 to 23, it'll be done. Hey, I saw you post on Facebook. You mentioned this chicken tractor. I, I wanted to ask on Facebook. Now, is this a, a tractor that the chickens can drive? It takes a while to train them, but yes. No, I'm awesome. Just, no. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, a chicken tractor, in case somebody doesn't know, is uh, uh, basically a movable chicken house of some way. Um, mine doesn't have any like roosts or netting boxes. It has a couple roosts in there for them, but it has zero netting boxes, nesting boxes in there. It's not for laying eggs. Uh, 
This is just strictly for meat chickens for me. Every day I move it, it's 10 feet long. Every day I just, it has wheels on one end. I lift the wheels up to make it easy to move, pull it 10 feet and stop it. So every day they get fresh ground to peck at and get bugs and scratch and everything like there that. You go. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, so since I raised my own chickens, uh, I keep the hens and for me for eggs or I sell the hens for laying chickens and all the roosters well they become uh dinner nice and here's another side note so i, I was we got a charcoal grill like a couple weeks ago so we're grilling it now charcoal style but uh, i was like hey we shouldn't throw away the uh the ash i was like tracy told me that you could do something with it like you know i was like i and i couldn't remember exactly like did you take the ash and you could like rub it it's like a deodorizer or did you have to mix it with water i couldn't remember what that was and you can give this tidbit to the audience well, I can do a whole bunch of stuff with ash. Uh, first, you can smear it on yourself to look dirty. You know, that's one use. I uh, don't recommend it if uh, you have to go somewhere. But <laughs> a couple things you can do is, yeah, one of the things you can do with ash is uh, use it as a quote-unquote impromptu deodorant. Um, it uh, The substance in ash, actually, if you run water through ash, you actually make lye. That's where it comes from. Was. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it has a property. You don't have to run water through it. You can just rub a little ash in your pits and stinky parts. And it has properties in it that actually uh, kill odor-causing bacteria on your body. Now, you will smell like ash a little bit, obviously. But uh, if I had my choice, I'd rather, if me and you were together in the woods for a while, I'd rather smell a little ash on you than B.O., just to be honest. <laughs> You could be like, hey, Jonathan, I look as bad as I smell. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, but I still recommend deodorant. But, you know, <laughs> if you have to, you could. So, yeah, that's, that's if you're going to make homemade lye, that's what some people do is, uh, it has to be wood ash, not uh, cardboard or something like that. Uh, and you don't, obviously, try not to use, I don't know if this would be bad or not, but I wouldn't, any like treated wood you burn. Mm. Um, I would just use uh, regular wood lumber or uh, just wood you cut down for firewood. So, so you can't you can't use the ash on the charcoal then. Uh, probably not. If the briquettes, no, they probably have a lot of stuff in it, like chemicals you, and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you get the natural lump charcoal, uh, that should be perfectly acceptable. Okay. All right. Cool. And I, all of this is useful because it kind of leads into the uh, book we're going to talk about. Don't you think so, Tracy? Oh, that is a good segue there. All right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's why I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Today we are talking about the book by Angry American, and it's called Going Home. So uh, that's today's book. But before we get into today's book, uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, uh, just make sure you send them to Door to Door Geek, Steve McLaughlin, okay? We don't want to hear about it, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if anything you want to talk to us, just email Tracy at podnuts.com. If you want to give it over to Jonathan, email it to me. I'll forward it off to him. But before we begin, next week's book, it's a book by Daniel Suarez called Damon. This is a geek book, but you don't have to be a geek to read it. One thing I do like about this book, I'll give you in advance, is you could tell Daniel Suarez at least did some research about tech before he did this. So yeah. it was a decent book. Yeah, so we'll go. That's enough about that. 
Today's episode, we are going to be doing, like again, we're going back to the original way, the non-spoiler, then the spoiler. So that's what we are going to be doing again today. So today, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the non-spoilers of the book Going Home by Angry American, otherwise known as A American. Okay, basically... Uh, main character, his name is Morgan Carter. Uh, he is starting, he's not done, he says, but he's done quite a bit to become a prepper. Now, uh, before I get uh, into this book or anything, uh, Discovery Channel, History Channel, whatever show had the prepper show on it, they give prepping a bad service. Uh, what yeah, they, they, do, they make those people seem like these psychotic, you know, crazy people that can't deal with, uh, you know, society. Exactly. Tinfoil hat wearing, you know, zombies are coming tomorrow. Now, if you really talk to most preppers, what preppers are doing is they are making their life better now, whereas if something bad happens later, they are covered. Now... Most preppers believe in prepping for the most common thing that's going to happen. The most common thing happening to most people is probably a job loss. So they got food and they got some stuff saved up where they don't have to buy food if they get laid off. Stuff like that. That's most preppers. And this is the way Morgan Carter is. He isn't a tinfoil hat living in the woods kind of guy. He uh, uh likes some of this stuff he likes guns he likes hunting so it's just up his alley so he, he is going uh on a business trip and he's driving he lives in florida and he does have a a, a bug out bag or get home bag they're kind of used interchangeable in most society but he, he's 250 miles from home on his way home and the car just stops, just shuts down. Uh, so, and then he waits a little bit, notices no other cars, nothing's working. Then he realized something bad's happened. Uh, I'm not going to say what happened, but basically everybody around him, uh, cars aren't working, no electricity, no power, nothing. Uh, if you have older cars, they do work. Some of you know what's coming up then. I <laughs> get that last comment. But that might be a little spoiler for some people. But that's basically it. And this book is about him going home. Now, there is uh, seven in the series. Is that right so far? I, I think I got six for the other day. There might be seven, but I think I got six the other day. Okay, yeah. Six, seven books in this series. So... You know he's gonna live. <laughs> you know it's right. kind of like yeah. when you get in a series of books and you start in, you know, and there's a whole bunch. You know he's gonna live. The side characters, you don't know. I'm not gonna say that, but uh, you know. And so his this whole book is about him going the 250 miles home. Now people are like 250 miles. That's not a big deal. 25, 30 miles a day. You know that's you know eight to ten days. No, 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 no. People, 250 miles is a long ways. Yeah. Uh, when, you're, when you're driving, it doesn't seem like it's a long ways, but it's a long ways when you are just walking. Uh, so, and most people think they can do that over and over and over. Uh, when I was in the Army, highly trained, physical fit, everything, 
uh, Nijmegen. That is a march in Germany where they march 25 miles a day for four days in a row. You know, it's kind of a tribute to Patton's saving the 101st Airborne, yada, yada, yada. That was hard. That was hard on your body. It was hard, you know, because we had to carry a pack. He's carrying a pack. Hard on your feet, hard on your back. It, it's hard. And we were in the peak condition. So people just saying, I can do that, it's pretty hard. So this book is basically about him going home. I want to say it, it took him like a month, didn't it? It was something like that. It took him in the book to get home, right? Yeah, it, it took him three to four weeks. I think you're right. Right in that range right there, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it, this book opened my eyes when I we first, when I first read it. Tracy was like, "Hey, check these out," and I started reading it. It made me realize, like, like this the way this book is written, the the scenarios and how things happen could totally, totally happen. Like the way everything works out in this book, it's it could it could totally be a nonfiction kind of book. Like someone could have wrote this about their life and what they did to survive, kind of thing. Like it's written really well, and it opened my eyes. Like, huh. What would I do if we didn't have electricity for even four days? Or what would I do if, like, you know, for whatever reason we couldn't buy food for, like, five days? What would I do if, like, this, that? And just little things that you just take for granted that you would realize really quick after a day or two. Like, okay, I, I didn't realize what I had then, and now I'm totally missing it. And what do I do now? That I was dependent on how all these things worked before the you know the, before it all hit the fan and so the book is written really well yeah you learn stuff as you're getting entertained um one thing uh this is the first time my wife listens to this book and she's right along with me the, i'm i'm cons I, I would consider myself too as a quote quote modern prepper not you know tinfoil hat wearing but yeah we do have some food stored up uh yeah we do try to pay cash for everything we don't like credit and stuff like that that's basically what a modern prepper is uh try to do basically do as much as i can myself to save money that's what i try to do uh make my own bread yada yada, yada. i'm not gonna get all that and that's kind of what this book is about so my wife is right alongside with me on that and we started listening to this book i was at my nephew's graduation in idaho and you know guys know i live in texas we just getting out of Idaho Falls and we're probably about 10 miles from the Wyoming border and we started listening to this book and then it's kind of like boy this would be a long walk home wouldn't it you know <laughs> from here but it, it kind of makes you think about what you have what you need uh, I do carry a get home bag in my car so we we did have that and everything, but uh, it, it it does some items. The first time I listened to this book, this was the second time I listened to it, first time for my wife, uh, was about, I don't know, two, three years ago. Uh, there was a few things that he had, like, boy, that's a good idea to throw in this little get-home bag, uh, you know, because of what he had, just in case, you know. So you do learn stuff as you're being entertained in this book. Yeah, one interesting thing, too, was like, you know, because when his car went down, in the, you know, at the beginning of the book, he was like, well, I guess I'll, I'm going to sleep here tonight. So it's kind of like, I don't remember the exact timing, but it's kind of like, you know, late afternoonish towards nighttime, I think. And he's like, well, I'm just going to sleep here tonight, wake up early in the morning and figure out what's going on and, and get going home. And so he, as he's kind of making his way towards home, he's getting his, you know, go bag ready, his get home bag ready, so, you know, getting everything's 
in his bag and he gets everything strapped on he starts walking down the road and but he says kind of early on in the book like okay i know within three days that's when people are going to start to get crazy so i have three days to really try and cover as much ground as i can before all of society starts just going bonkers with with you know no electricity no water no this no that and so he knew that there was some sort of timing schedule where he, he kind of wanted to get out of like the bigger parts of florida and and walk more almost through the woods to get home yes uh and and that's generally most people say and you could tell the author uh knew what he was doing because most people say no matter what the situation and how bad everything is three days things are almost normal just about normal and then depending on where you're at start to go downhill from there and that's kind of what this book was yeah and then you know like i said as he's going home you kind of he talks about you know making his camp and setting a fire oh i shouldn't set a fire here because i don't want to be found by other people because you know people get desperate they want to rob you and steal your food or whatever you have so it was just interesting to hear kind of his thought process while he's doing that and you know he he starts meeting some really colorful people on his, on his trip and you know we won't get into any of those spoilers there right now but um you know he meets a meets a, a younger girl I, I think morgan was like in his mid mid 30s or so and then he met this girl who was like in her early 20s and she's like hey i'm gonna, I'm gonna just walk with you just so you know we're not alone and because he kind of he kind of ran past her and so they, they hooked up together not in that sense but they hooked up as walking partners <laughs> and uh you know then they met this other guy uh his name is thad he was like this huge he said the way they described me is like this giant huge black trucker dude like just someone you don't want to mess with so all three of them basically uh once they got together with each other kind of in the beginning of the book the story follows those three kind of throughout the rest of the book and at the end you kind of see where they each kind of go their own way sort of at the end and you you find out what happens with them at the end yeah one thing i do like about the writing style and this isn't any spoiler is he doesn't overwrite about the little stuff he just he's talking about for example yeah. if there's a big thing that makes sense uh like one of the things was yeah we need to get our opsec better and going on and then Somebody asks, well, what's OPSEC? And he explains, you know, operational security, you know. Uh, so, okay. But other things where he didn't have to, like just in passing, my wife, because I says, you know, I, I got my Uncle Henry folder out, you know, and that was in my pocket, and he just kept on talking. My wife was like, well, what's an Uncle Henry folder? Well, it's an Uncle Henry knife that folds up. It's a folding knife. It's Uncle Henry. Okay. So little stuff you really don't need to know, that doesn't affect the story. He doesn't waste the time describing it and what it is. Yeah. If if it's important to the story, he does. Uh, so a couple times we paused. My wife asked me, and a couple things in there I didn't know, and it must have been a local term they used down in the southeast that I don't use for particular items. And then you know we'd Google it and it'd be like, oh yeah, we call it this here. So yeah, yeah. That's that's what I liked about uh, the writing style. It wasn't. Uh, dumbed down to the point where it was just, oh my goodness, just get on with the story. Yeah, no, he he does it. He does keep it moving. It's it's actually I don't, I don't want to say a short book, but it's you know not. It, it could have been longer, but like you said, the way that he wrote it, he he definitely took liberties where he's like, okay, I don't need need to explain this. Like if someone wants to do it, they could do exactly what you did, Tracy. Hop on Google, be like, oh, what's this? What's that? And you can f figure it out on your own. But um, again, like I said, it's really well written. 
you know, if you're not a fan of this type of, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, eyes are rolling, you're like, oh boy, a prepper book, I don't know. Like, seriously, you, you have to read it. It's not, it probably is nothing like what you're imagining, and I, you'd be pleasantly surprised after you read it. So it's, it's definitely, you know, worth listening to. And, and like Tracy said, uh, A American, like, really, you, you're learning stuff as you're reading through the story. Like, it, it was really, really eye opening for me. Like I said, I was like, wow, what would I do if this happened or that happened? Or, you know, it just gave me a, only a lot of ideas of things that I need to do. And, you know, just in case, like, you don't need to be, like, you know, it, it's good to have, you know, a, a week's worth of extra food. It's good to have, you know, maybe extra drinking water stored somewhere just in case. Like, you know, just little things like that that you can just kind of do little by little. It's not like you need to run out and be like, oh, okay, I need to go drop a thousand bucks on extra food. Oh, I need to go spend 500 bucks on, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, it's like you don't need to drop $5,000 in a week to like sort of be prepared. You can just kind of do extra little things along the way. And, and you know, and then before you know it, you do have extra food. Before you know it, you have this. Before you know it, you have that. And so, uh, again, really well written book. Exactly. Now, if there is a downside of this book, uh, it's one is there is cussing in this book uh, in the audio form, uh, yeah. and it, it's a little more than I like. I really don't see the point of cussing, um, but it, it some people do, and that's fine. So if you do are listening to this book, just be aware of that in case there's a younger ears around or tell them, hey, there is some cussing in this book. You know, it's not like every sentence, you know, like Scarface. No, no, it, no, no. It's more you know. it's more Sarge and his uh his soldier boys that are that <laughs> that uh bring in the swearing into the book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just be aware of that, but it's not really that big a deal, you know. So cool. Anything else before we get into the spoiler? Uh no, I think that's it. I think that's good. Cool. All right. So if you want to continue on, you're going to hear some spoilers. Uh, if, if you don't, right, turn it off and this will this, you won't be losing anything. Remember, the next book we're going to be going over is by Daniel Suarez called Damon. So you can listen to that. If you want to contact us, Tracy at podnuts.com. And don't forget to go to podnuts.com slash Amazon to help support this podcast out for Door to Door Geek. So he can get a little cash on the side to go to all the different shows, you know, and because uh, Dork gives a lot of stuff away. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, that's where this stuff comes from uh, when you support that. So go ahead and support that there, though. So that's it. It is Tom Nine for spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. So before I even begin, uh, one thing that I thought from the beginning that I was wrong, Thad, that he meets up with. I thought for sure Thad was a character thrown in from the beginning where he was going to be killed off somewhere. I really, really did. Um, and I kept waiting for Thad to die. And Thad didn't. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's still there going strong, actually, even in book six. So <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, he... Uh, it's, it, it's... I really thought the way he was brought in, uh, probably... Oh, one fifth of the way in. So a substantial part of the book was done when he was introduced. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have a lot of detail right away about him, and you learned a lot more as the book went on. So I thought all the way through, up until shortly before he got home, that, oh, this is where Thad's going to die, and nope, he doesn't. Uh, I had a f feeling that she was going to make it, and he was going to make it. Uh, so Megan, was that her name? Uh, Jess. 
Jess, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jess. I had a feeling Jess and Morgan were going to make it. Uh, but all three of them, which is pretty cool. And I love the character of Sarge in this book because. Oh, man, it, he's the best. <laughs> it, well, not only is this cool, is this is a whole other book line he can go down on the side. Uh, oh, totally. You know, so Sarge could have his own book. Uh, so, uh, okay, we're going to get back to book one. Just tie it all in into book one, you know. Uh, but basically, long story short, he runs into a lot of trouble on the way home. He gets shot in the head. Friendly fire. Yep, he does. Jess accidentally shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those, and I have heard of this before, too, where it is so close range and it's such a blunt bullet, it actually goes around the brain. It goes in and just curves around the, the skull and comes out. That does happen. Uh, that's why twenty twos are so deadly. They're so small, they just pierce. Uh, where, where sometimes the bigger blunt bullets will go around the skull if it's just right. So he survives that, gets into a lot of trouble, and he makes it home. He brings Jess home. Thad gets home, and they live happily ever after. <clears throat> no. Happily ever after part, no. But, but basically, a few things I did like about this book was uh, – very realistic. Uh, obviously, if you, you got my hint earlier about some cars were working and most stuff was broken. Uh, there was an EMT that went off. And at this point, they're concluding it was the government doing it to try to gain power from the people, to make people dependent on the government so they could have more power. So, and Sarge was at home and Thad and Sarge were kind of, they talked on the CB yeah, and the yeah. radio and they met each other and Sarge talked him into having a little bag when he drove just in case. And when uh, he got shot, they had no idea going to Sarge's place at all. But Thad remembered, hey, my friend Sarge doesn't live too far from here. Let's get in. Let's go to his place. So they get him there, coop him up, get him all recuperated for a few days, and they get on their way. And a good thing is is Sarge is a huge, huge, huge person because he says, I think his quote in the book was, he had the he felt the winds changing above him like something bad like this was going to happen. So he retired. Yeah, he's ex-military. Got kind of a place. Yeah, got a little place. Uh, made a big uh, uh, Faraday Fair, cage yeah, room. Yeah, made a Faraday cage. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the whole room was where his ham radios were. So they actually got some good equipment from Sarge uh, for. Um, when they left, little ham radios. And, and that's what my wife was like, well, can they do that? Well, yeah, you can have tiny little radios with a good antenna and be and reach all over the world because they were taking the antenna and throwing up. They were making uh, – it's uh, they didn't really describe it, but I'm guessing they were making a basic dipole, what they were doing. Yeah, they were slinging it over like high branches. Yeah, a, a real basic dipole that's – oh, boy – uh, just think of an inverted V where the top of the V, if you get that like 15, 20 feet in the air, which isn't hard to do in a tree, if if you position that right and you got some wattage on your radio, you know, you could reach out anywhere in the world with the right conditions. So it is very believable what they were doing. So, uh, so basically... Uh, meets up with Jess, helps Jess get home. Once Jess gets home, I'll let you, do you want to talk about this part? 
I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. She got home and there was uh, uh, some mess going on there. Like, so see when when this happened, you know, there are certain people kind of like within communities that would take the opportunity to become powerful. They would have more stuff than other people, and then they would basically find a way to get people to be like, okay, let, let's everyone pool all of our food together, and, and we'll make it go farther, and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, people, there'd be pockets of kind of power within certain towns and cities. Well, where Jess lived, one of these pockets of power kind of came up, and uh, this this guy was, like, really taking advantage of it and doing some really gross stuff that we don't have to go into, but Needless to say, uh, Morgan and Thad ended up killing that guy. <laughs> so they t they took care of that problem. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that, and then uh, not going to give any spoilers. Uh, not that I like people to get killed, but in book two, uh, I'm not going to say when he kills the lady, the husband, yeah, and the yeah. son early on. I'm not going to say what, why. I almost started cheering like woohoo! <laughs> when I read when I read that part, I was like, "Whoa!" I, was like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure it was going to cause more problems, but yeah, but okay, not a book two, but yeah, but well, I mean, speaking that same line though, even even you know early on in book one, you know that we're talking about here, Morgan killed kind of two people almost not right away, but I mean again in the first, you know one-fifth of the book he kills two people right away like this a couple of black dudes you know try to rob him and he's just like back off man back off and then finally just pulls out his gun and shoots one of them he's like i see i told you to back off like now you're gonna sit here and die because you couldn't just you know mind your own business and then again morgan went and you know killed this other guy that was uh you know doing things that he shouldn't have been doing to uh, this woman that was alone and she had kids and stuff and so you know it was it was crazy you know to see like society go quickly awry like that you know when it's almost like not every man for himself but that sort of mentality with some people yeah uh one thing i did like when it started off when the first people kid was that gangbanger yeah you know yeah. was trying to rob him yeah, well he killed him all his people just ran off all his friends well he went up to him and did what you do in this situation checked him well i'm taking his gun he's yep. got he's got a little ammo i'm taking that check his other pockets he has a couple dollars cash not much good but it did help him out in the next scene or area where he could buy something in the store that was exactly cash only yeah but and i knew this was going to come back at some point when he says and he found two little bags of weed he says i don't know i don't like it but i'll keep it i might need it later and sure enough, when he meets up with some hippies in the middle of the woods, that helped him out right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to drag on too long for this book. We're already getting to the half hour point. But this is a good book. If you haven't read it and you're just listening to this, go read it. Like we said, you do learn some stuff as you're doing it. But most importantly, it's in a very entertaining book. Uh, you could be totally in the middle of the city, I'm going to stay here and nothing's going to happen forever and ever and ever. I'm not a prepper and I don't care. You will still be entertained by this book. So if you haven't, grab Absolutely. this book. It's a good book. Absolutely. I, and I'm going to I'm going to jump ahead here and I'm going to give this my rating because I, I, I don't want Tracy to possibly give my rating. I'm going to give this book a 9.5. Okay. Well, on that, I'm going to give mine my standard, the best I usually give, 9. Uh, I have never given a 10 out because I always want to save that for a book that I'm just blown away by, you know. 
I guess I should just keep 10 being the best. Uh, most people scale it would probably be a 10, but yeah, this is a solid 9, which in my category is, I suggest everybody reading it. Uh, it's a great book, uh, and try to put it to the head of the schedule if you have an order of the book. Uh, this book is in audiobook format, obviously. It's on Audible. Uh, probably some of the local libraries have it. Uh, if if you want, you can go to Audible and get uh, a free subscription. This would you know you get the first month free, so this could be a good candidate for a free book. Uh, you know, off Audible if you want to do that. Uh, yes, I know DRM. I'm not going to argue and back and forth with people like that. But uh, you can also order it off Amazon, Podnest.com/slash/Amazon, uh, and order it on there. But good book. I I think everybody should go out and. Get, grab this one. Yeah, and one one other thing too that I stumbled across somewhat recently, and I keep and I keep forgetting to mention it. But if you're looking at a book on Audible and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to get the fifteen dollars subscription or whatever. What I've been noticing lately is if a book is on Amazon, like uh, on the Kindle, and it's also on Audible, if if the book has if the book supports Whisper Sync. You can get both books usually for like dirt cheap. Like, so let's say if the Audible book normally by itself is like 20 bucks or something, and if you remember, it's like 15, you know, whatever it is. But you could buy the Amazon book and, you know, it might be like 10 bucks, seven bucks, eight bucks. But if you buy the, the Kindle book, and then while you're buying the Kindle book, you tell it, hey, you know what? I want to buy the audiobook at the same time. Nine times out of 10, you get the audiobook for like three or five bucks. So, if for fifteen bucks, you can get it on Kindle, and you can get the Audible book also. That's a good tidbit, there, everybody. See, see, for sticking around, this is what you get. This type of information, not from me, of course, it's Jonathan. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and but the, it's there. And the other cool thing too about WhisperSync, I have no idea how this works or how they pull it off. But let's say you are uh, in your bed, you know, in your bed, or maybe you're sitting in your chair and you're reading it on the Kindle. Well. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll read for the next half an hour, but I, you know, I have to go to a doctor's appointment, whatever. Wherever you stop in the, in the Kindle app, and let's say you hop in your car and you pull the book up on your app on Audible, it literally picks up in the Audible book where you left off in the Kindle app. I have no idea how it does that, but that's how that whisper sync works. And then the same thing, whatever you listen to on the Audible, when you get home and you pull up your Kindle app, it'll bring you exactly where you were in the ebook that you left off on the audiobook. That's pretty good. All right. See, see people, two bits of tidbits here for you. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's a good book. Go listen to it. Uh, if you want to buy it, Amazon.com slash, or I'm sorry, Podnest.com slash Amazon. There you go. And support that a little bit and get that whisper sync there so you can enjoy that. But that's it. Um, any last words about the show? Not here. All right. Thanks, for everybody, for taking your time out of your busy schedules. Listen to me and Jonathan just blabber on here a little bit. So, again, thank you, everybody, for listening, uh, for downloading. Everybody have a good week. Good month, good year. See ya.